It is exciting, you know, on a Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. Do you think there's going to be a program in heaven? You know, schedule of events? I don't think so. Because we have all of eternity, right? And even this morning, maybe we, uh, we've taken a little extra time to worship, to sing. Um, and I hope it's been encouraging to you. I hope it's been refreshing. Because... Uh, worship is a, a gift that God's given to us that we can uh, get, get our eyes off ourselves and put them on Him. Because that's where uh, Wednesday night, for those of you that weren't in the cafe, we sang um, Something Happens When We Worship Jesus. And it's true, something happens. And God is, God is good. Well, we're going to cut this talk short this morning. I know you're very disappointed in that. Um, but there's always next Sunday. That's, that could be a byword. Well, whatever. Um. So I'm going to start, and we'll, we'll hit the pause button when we need to, and then we'll pick it up next Sunday. All right? You good with that? Let, to start with, let's read Philippians 4, 1 through 7, because um, um, reading the Bible is, is always good. It's good to bring your Bible to church. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles that we can give you. We want to encourage you to read it and um, see what God does in your life. Starting at verse 1, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. Now I appeal to Yodia and Sintichi, Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. Uh, and I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my coworkers whose names are written in the book of life. It's a good question to ask. Is, is your name written in the book of life? Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, remember, we kind of hit that with communion, remember what Jesus did, but here, remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Friends, this is an incredible text for the days that we're living in. And it's, when people say the Bible is outdated, it's old-fashioned, and it doesn't relate to the date, this hits every nail on the head, right? I mean, it really does. Which reminds us of this fact that when Houston energy worker Sean Baker 
was laid off in 2015, he opened a new business that became a smash hit. He called this business Tantrums LLC. Tantrums. What's that about? Well, it's a place for the angry, stressed out, anxiety-filled, worry-filled people to take out their frustrations on inanimate objects. Maybe you've got a room in your house like that. <laughs> uh, inside the buildings are four rooms lined with thick plywood, all stocked with old furniture, dishes, burned-out TVs and appliances, out-of-date electronics, even feather pillows. Baker buys from junk dealers or used furniture shops. And here's the cool thing, man. As a customer, you come in, you get to pick your instrument for destruction. Golf club, a baseball bat, a lead pipe, or a sledgehammer. And, and when you see kind of the, the history of this business, I think people lean towards the sledgehammer. That's, that's their favorite tool. And then after they put on their mandatory protective equipment, they close themselves in a room and smash everything in sight. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? I know some of your blood pressures are peaking right now. You're going to go down to Houston and go to that place, man. Customers pay $25 to $50 for 5 to 15 minutes of demolition. They think it's worth every dime. After the session, the rooms, you you can imagine, it looks like a war zone, filled with broken glass, feathers. (laughs) Flocks of feathers. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All kinds of stuff. Uh, And the cool, it's interesting that all different uh, walks of life, people go to the baker's business, mother's businessmen, doctors, teachers, oil and gas workers, and even therapists show up there. And customers rave about how beneficial their sessions are, you know, you know, the smashing, enabling them to relieve the stress that they came in with in a very controlled environment. So Baker said, I would never have thought I would be helping people like that so he can sleep well every night. But it's interesting, and it's, in, you know, to understand the impulse and what's so attractive to Baker's business, doesn't it? I mean, people are wired pretty tight, aren't they, lately? Maybe you are. You, you feel like you've kind of hit the ceiling of your breaking point. There's a lot of wild things going on in our country, our world today. And um, we know that God has a better plan than putting you in a room with plywood and a sledgehammer and telling you to have at it. Because we all know at the end of the day, uh, that fix is only temporary. God is not into temporary fixes. He wants to fix you and I permanently. Because he's got a great love for us. And, and um So we know that the life of Christ does not remove us from the world, but it sustains us in it. And as we have reflected on communion, and when you read 
the story of Jesus being falsely accused and tortured and, and beaten and then nailed to a cross, can I tell you that picture is brutal. I don't think you would have stuck around. I don't think I would have. It, it would be a bloody mess. And yet Jesus did that. And so when we live in a world that's broken, there are some of you here this morning that are hurting quite a bit. You carry scars, you carry wounds from the past, or maybe even something you're going through right now. And it seems to you like life is not fair, and where is God in the midst of this? When you go back to the cross, you see God let everything happen to Jesus, didn't he? He could have called 10,000 angels, man, to rescue him, but he chose not to because it was his Father's will to go to the cross and stay there. A bloody mess. And maybe you feel like your world has become a bloody mess as well. And you don't know how much more you can take. Growing up in the church and you know, having parents that live for the Lord, grandparents that live for the Lord. I, I'm familiar with some of the history where if you were going through a, a, a troubling time, it was wrong. You were looked down on if you went for counseling or you were placed on some medication or you were part of a support group. But I think the days that we're living in today, we have Christian doctors and Christian counselors where people can go and receive help. Over the years, I've realized that all of us have different experiences, and the way we're wired, we respond differently to crises in our lives. And so for me to say, why are you responding that way would be wrong for me because I'm wired different than you. We're all individuals created in the very image of God. And in God's grace and in his mercy, he has given us gifts and tools within the body of Christ where we can receive help, right? And so even going to Tantrum LLC, (laughs) uh, I don't think that's a biblical (laughs) angle, you know? Uh, But listen, we need to extend grace to each other because, because we represent Christ. And we know that when the pressures of life come crashing in, Many turn to drugs, many turn to alcohol, various ways to escape inappropriate relationships, and there's other sources out there for relief. And I want to encourage you this morning, man, that if you are temporary, temporarily um, medicating yourself 
Jesus is waiting for you to come to him. Because when I, I know myself, man, I had to unload all this wrong thinking in my life at one time and put it on the table and ask the Lord to forgive me because it wasn't biblical. I was being lied to by that little voice in the back of my head. But as I began to read the Bible and drill down in the Bible and find out what God said and how God responds, I had to confess that sin. It became a stronghold in my life, and God forgave me, and it liberated me. And some of you might be here this morning the same way. You've just been throwing it in a suitcase, not dealing with it. You just go on with life. You take a next step, and you walk wounded. And in our, in our world today, we cannot afford to be the walking wounded. We need to be healed. We need to be made whole by the power of God. And that's what he wants to do. And so, this morning... As we look at this text, I look at verse 1, and Paul is encouraging you and I to stay true to the Lord. And he builds a foundation on that. And he says, I'm telling you to stay true to the Lord because I love you. Just like a parent who loves their sons and daughters, they will say, I'm telling you this because I love you. I'm willing to put this on the table. I'm not, your, I'm not your buddy. I'm not your friend. I am your parent. And because I love you, I'm going to speak into your life. That's what Paul is doing here. That's the context. Because I love you so much, I want, I want to speak life into you, and you need to stay true to the Lord. And I would like to encourage you to do that as well as I speak to myself knowing how much the Lord loves me. I want to stay true to him. And so, today, as we have celebrated communion, we have looked to the cross, we've remembered what Jesus did on the cross, let's encourage one another to stay true. Let's encourage one another to put it on the table and let the healing power of God Restore us. Transform us. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Aren't you glad for that? It's amazing peace. You can't understand it. It's, it's, not, it's not a human thing. It's not a temporary thing. It's from heaven itself. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We have sensed your presence, Lord, your love. I pray for the young men and women who were at camp last week and the encounters they had with you. Lord, I pray that 
each of them will draw a line in the sand and say, I'm all in with Jesus Christ. I'm going to live for him one day at a time for the rest of my life. We pray your mighty hand to rest on each one of these young men and ladies, Lord, as you guide and direct their steps in those times of loneliness, those times where they feel like they're not good enough. Oh God, make yourself known to them. For those of who are watching, who are here, if they've never put their faith in you, today they would say, Jesus, I have recognized this morning that you went to the cross to pay for my sin debt in full. I've been trying to live my life on my own, Lord, and I keep coming up empty. And... Um, Lord, I want to live in eternity with you. And so I'm placing my trust in you because you don't lie. And I believe you are who you said you are. You are the Messiah. You are the Savior of the world who takes away the sins of the world. So thank you. Thank you for coming into my life. And by the power of your Spirit, I will live for you daily for the rest of my life. And Lord, for us, those watching, we remember the price you paid. And we want to stay true. And we thank you for the encouragement from your word today, Lord. I pray your blessing, your favor on each person here. In Jesus' name, amen.